0: Yeah. I'm a fucking kamikaze crashing into everything You beat me Islamic Nazi, that means there is no such thing I've been going for your juggler since Craig G. Duck alert Wedgie in my underwear, the whole bed sheet and the comforter Stuck up in my rectal crack, kiss my disrespectful ass I ride through your cul-de-sac, window crack open your reference tracks You collaborative effort rap, I, I have never said his raps Overstayed my welcome, stepped in crap and ruined your welcome mat So spit that shit from the heart, you didn't write like you wrote it Well I teabagged the microphone cause I go nuts on it, like a fighter jet line with explosives that'll strike any moment Hit right at opponents and I'm the fucking pilot that
1: flown about- What's up everybody? Welcome to episode 57 of The Locker Room Brought to you by our friends at Manscaped Manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming Manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels Go to manscaped.com and use code LOCKER for 20% off That is manscaped.com 20% off with code LOCKER your balls. Well, thank you. I promise. And you definitely want to shave your balls for the big game. Big Super Bowl Sunday. I know we want to get into it right away. It's a Super Bowl special with Ariel Epstein and her brother Brendan to make an appearance. Um, I know I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now, but I'm I'm riding the Bucks. Simply just can't bet against Tom Brady again and watch him win. Just a double whammy. But what are you guys thinking for the game? Yeah. What are you guys doing for take, the game? Take my bet,
2: take my bet. That's fine. Been riding the bucks since day one, baby. But um that's fine. understandable.
1: I'm riding uh, with you. Yeah, ride with me. I'm complimenting ride with me. you, Complimenting um, the chef. But in regards
2: to the podcast, the podcast um, standings we had, um, Maxi and I are tied. You're out of the place. Um, I'm obviously taking the bucks. I'm pretty excited. I think most people, um, according to Ariel, you'll you'll hear more in the interview. Most people are obviously hammering the Chiefs or taking the Chiefs. But um, it's an amazing interview. We hope that you take some of her prop bets that she gives us. We hope you enjoy some of the ones that we threw out. There's some funny ones, shit like that too. But um, overall, um, yeah, I'm pretty excited about the Super Bowl. Um, we have off Sunday, so it's going to be great. I'm pretty excited.
3: I am not betting on the game because I like the storylines for both both outcomes. I like the fact of Brady going to the Buccaneers and devaluing the whole Patriots system. I think that's great. I like mm-hmm. that as a, as a Jet fan. I don't hate Tom Brady. I hate the Patriots. Fair but enough. I still hate Tom Brady. The other thing is Mahomes winning two championships in his three years. Are you kidding me? I'd love to see that. Also, I read something that said uh, Andy Reid goes to Canton if he wins the Super Bowl. Hey, dummy. Andy Reid's already <laughs> in, in the Hall of Fame whether he wins or loses and retires after this game. Who's the source? I don't know. I saw it in Newsday when I was uh, drinking my morning coffee reading the, reading the paper. Andy Reid <laughs> wins, uh, punches his ticket to Canton. Guy fucking should lose his credentials. Read a, write a nasty email. <laughs> yeah, i will read a nasty email to his mother. <laughs> Did you
2: guys see um, – did you guys see – speaking of the Super Bowl, did you guys see the guy in Texas, uh, that Jim the Mattress Man, making that $3.46 million, take Tampa Bay plus three and treat sure you like that one, Max. Do you see that?
3: I saw I, – I didn't read it, but I did get the notification for it.
2: Yeah, the guy – I guess the guy flew into Colorado like Wednesday, uh, got the DraftKings mobile betting app uh, like right when he landed, boom, placed it. It was the same guy that actually bet – hold on one second. I, I have it actually right here. Is
3: this he, 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 while you find it? I have a question. Is this the best QB matchup Super Bowl ever?
2: I don't know ever. Maybe if Tom Brady was in his prime. You talking about like overall, just like in general?
3: Well, whether Tom Brady's in his prime or not, I mean, to be honest, he's he, he's been pretty damn good this year. What did he finish, second or third in? uh oh, I know. In the league in passing yards.
1: Who did the Packers play when they won? The
3: Packers beat the. Steelers.
1: I was just saying, if it was the Saints, that could have been a good one too. Prime Brees, Prime Rogers. For all we know, Mahomes could be on his way to be the next Brady. Dude, Mahomes is going to be better than him. I think. Like he's dude, he's so oh, okay. good. And that is
3: static. Okay, well,
1: athletically, athletically speaking, not successfully speaking. Right. We'll,
3: we'll we'll see what happens. This was my take on the whole LeBron versus Jordan thing. The book's still being written for both yeah, of them. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see. Exactly. But like.
2: Yeah, so I don't know if you guys saw the guy, this guy Mattress Mac um, in Texas put a $3.5 million or sorry, $3.7 million bet on the Tampa Bay Bucks plus three and a half. Pretty crazy. It's also the same guy that back in 2019 in the World Series between the Astros and the Washington Nationals bet a 3.5 million or 11 million dollar bet sorry on them and then included a $3. 3.5 million futures bet on the Astro, on the Astros that he placed on DraftKings as well. So this guy is just an absolute nutcase and
1: I guess knows what he's talking about. Wait, so he, he double he... dipped. Yeah, he double dipped. He had the futures on Astros and then bet the Astros again. Yes.
3: But the Astros didn't win in 2019 against the Nationals.
1: That's what he's saying. He's saying he's a fucking loser. That's what I'm saying. <laughs>
3: Okay. Yeah, so that makes like, me not confident the about like the Bucks bet. Like my bet of the – yeah, yeah,
2: no, no, no. I'm saying this guy's an absolute nutcase. But I guess he's a, a, extremely wealthy. He owns like a, like a very big mattress company in Houston, which is obviously why he can make these large-sum bets. Hey,
3: but, Hey. Um, here's the thing. What's in those mattresses? I think he's doing something else. Semen. <laughs> I think he's doing something else. There's no way you're, getting, you're able to put $11 million on a, on a game if you're just selling mattresses you uh, don't know you don't know the i'm asking the fbi to look into this guy
2: Popular <laughs> mattress train. but i do want to talk about one of our sponsors boys real quick uh bagel boss unbelievable long island bagels um they got everything for you you know the bialis the bakery delicacies kosher foods whatever you guys need follow them bagelofthemonth.com please use our code locker for 20 percent off that's Loka for 20 percent off they do not disappoint these guys are amazing
3: before we kick it over to Ariel, we set up a Super Bowl box where it's $20 a box. All the proceeds go to help small businesses to the Barstool Fund. We got a bunch of great giveaways as prizes for all the winners. We have Lululemon. We have Palm Pepper Spray. Lifetime Pepper Spray is the prize. Pretty Very electric. Important. Very important. Um, uh, Mindset Wellness. Uh, Fanatics bagel boss the list goes on it's for a great cause and it's going to be fun please get involved if you can I know you guys probably are in a bunch of boxes but for just 20 bucks it's going to a great cause and you can get a great prize so uh let's have fun and yeah let's do it well said Maxie. let's take it over to
2: Ariel
1: This girl grew up in New City, New York, and was bat mitzvahed at New City Jewish Center. She is a TV host for Sports Grid, where she hosts several shows that are related to sports gambling and daily sports fantasy. She's also a member of the New House Mafia, which we've had plenty of on our show. Welcome to the Locker Room, our friend Ariel Epstein. Ariel, what's up?
4: What's up, guys? I've been looking forward to this for probably, what, two months now. Johnny and I have been going back and forth, figuring out when the right week was. What mm. better time? Super Bowl week. I'm pumped. Let's do it.
2: Let's go. I'm super excited. Super, super excited.
1: We're going to put the pressure on you, though. We need a lot of good props for this week's Bagels and locks, but I don't want to go into <laughs> that right away. First off, I want to congratulate you on, I mean, you said your New Year's resolution was to get 10K Twitter followers, and you got it, like, on January 2nd, so congrats. That's awesome. Snaps. Let's go. Snaps. Snaps.
4: You have to set the bar high, and, you yeah. know, why not start it with a goal that you know you're going to hit? It's great. Yeah. I, was all, I was all proud.
1: And I know you're, uh, you have a bottle of wine in front of, you. or not a bottle, a cup of wine in mm-hmm. front of you. I got some tequila. Let's let's do a little achaim to the 10K. Achaim.
4: I actually, am gonna give a shout out to my friend Chelsea Messenger. I'm pretty sure she's not Jewish, but she sent <laughs> me this prop queen mug, and I use it whenever I go on really fun podcasts.
1: So we fall under that uh, mm-hmm. list. That's awesome. I'm happy about that. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah. We actually for sure.
1: we didn't tell you, but 10 minutes in, we do shots. So like, if you want to get a shot glass,
5: oh,
1: boy, okay. well.
4: Luckily, oh, I do tequila <laughs> shots, but we could, uh, we could uh, figure something out.
1: I don't know if you have a prop queen shot glass. Maybe, we'll- <laughs>
4: <laughs> Maybe as a Hanukkah present, you guys could send it my way. Oh,
1: we'll that is a good idea. Done. Done. But uh, it's actually funny, too, because I was talking to my sister today, and she asked like who we were interviewing tonight, and I said Aral Epstein. And I don't know if you remember this, but my sister said, oh, no way, Like I stayed in her apartment at Mayfest. I guess, was your roommate Brittany Stansky? <laughs>
4: yes she was for two years
1: such a small world she's like wait i know her like i was like no way
4: yeah, Brittany texted me uh, like about a week or two ago, and she said, wait, you're going on Johnny's podcast? That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, Brittany and I were roommates. I transferred to Syracuse after Penn State. I went to Penn State for two years, transferred junior year. My close friend from home was friends with Brittany. They were roommates, freshman, sophomore year. So I ended up rooming with Britt, and we had a blast. So yeah, it's a small world, and I got to meet all people that you know, Jewish geography, Johnny. Mm-hmm,
1: exactly. That's what we're all about. But I, I do want to ask too, I'm curious because, you know, we do have a lot of Penn State grads. Well, I guess not as many as Syracuse, but what made you like made that jump from from Penn State or Penn State to Q's?
4: What you just said, not as many as Syracuse. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's because I just always wanted to figure, I wanted to find out what the Newhouse Mafia was all about. Nothing against Penn State. I had a good two years there. I just wanted to go to Newhouse. Young Ariel, when she got rejected from Newhouse, said she just wanted to be part of the communication school right away. I was able to get into communications at Penn State right away. In hindsight, it really made no difference. At Syracuse, you could transfer into Newhouse. I'm just—I'm glad I did both, though. I got to see what a football school was like for two years. Went over to a basketball school for two years. The only dark cloud for me when I went to Penn State was right after Sandusky happened. Oh, God. Penn State took themselves out of bowl contention. Forget about all that. I feel terrible and blah, blah, blah. But I'm not going to go down that direction. (laughs) I'm
5: going to go. I'm going to make
4: it about me. Um, (laughs) When I went to Penn State, they weren't allowed to go to bowl games for two years. Mm
0: -hmm. Then
4: I transfer out of Penn State. Penn State lifts the ban. Syracuse bans themselves from March Madness my junior year because of academic violations <laughs> now I'm entering senior year where nobody was allowed to participate in postseason play finally senior year Syracuse magically makes it to the final four and I got to go cover it in Houston which was awesome
1: I was gonna I say, say you it. might have made us regret like having you on the podcast with your bad Thanks. luck oh were you, <laughs> you think the same thing cap
2: well, similar. Yeah, yeah. But I was also going to say the fact that you should, I would just be going to lacrosse games at Syracuse all day as well. Like screw the basketball team.
1: What
2: do you screw the basketball <laughs> Um
4: Yeah, that's probably a bad idea. No, lacrosse was awesome. I loved the fact that after the basketball season, usually at most schools, everything's over. Whereas at Syracuse, the second most popular and winningest sport at the school happened right after basketball season. You really were continuing your sports calendar throughout the entire course of the year.
1: I'm hoping they get D1 hockey, too. I know they have women's. And the women's team is really good. I think they won oh, the league last year. that would be year.
2: unbelievable. First yeah, season. the women's team is very good. They play Robert Morris a couple times.
1: Yeah, and years. in the same... Uh, what is it? Why am I blanking on the women's conference?
2: I have no idea. W-something?
1: No, no, no. W-something. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's C-ha, C-ha, CHA. That's what it yes.
2: is. C-ha. Ariel, yeah, uh, like, so I had the opportunity to transfer to two schools as well, or go to two schools, I just say uh, Ferris State and Robert Morris. Um, since you went to Syracuse, uh, like finished at Syracuse, I should say, do you consider yourself like more part of the new house Mafia and not so much a Penn State alumni? Because like, when I look at it, I consider myself more of a Robert Morris alumni than a Ferris State alumni.
4: Unfortunately, yes. I have to say I consider myself more... My diploma's from Newhouse. Also, I took most of my core classes from there. I do like to identify with both of the schools because I don't want to say that I disliked one. I liked both of them and had a great experience from both, met best friends from both schools. I just graduated from Syracuse, got my Newhouse degree... And the Newhouse degree has been so helpful for me from a work perspective. When people hear that you went to Syracuse, when you say I went to Newhouse and other Newhouse people hear it, they're so receptive to you. When my friends and I got to cover the Final Four in Houston as seniors in college, literally just turned 21 within the last six months, every single Newhouse alum who was there, whether they were a reporter, whether they were an agent, they all invited us to all of their media parties just because we were Syracuse students. They remember the time when they went to Q. So they got to travel all over for all these games. They let us in on the big VIP events. It was really, really an awesome experience.
1: Did you hang with Rich Hollenberg? No. <laughs> Damn, love him. Big fans of Rich. He came but the short.
2: main question I do want to know is what was the better party school in overall?
4: Ooh, <laughs> that's uh, probably Penn State, honestly. Penn State was crazy. Penn State was, if you don't black out, you don't go out. That was the motto. Syracuse was a little more tame. That was I was probably more my speed.
1: Yeah. So you, you'll take the pit at Sammy over Castle Court? Ooh,
4: ooh. I don't know. That's just like the
1: Jewish frat guys we know at both schools. That's where they party, so.
4: Ooh, I don't know that answer. That's actually the toughest question I think you might ask me all day. That's really- <laughs> Uh yeah. I don't know. I can't answer that one. Those are dead. Even (laughs) I
1: don't know. I've actually never (laughs) been to Cuse, but I've always wanted to visit there missing out, missing
4: out. Actually the, when Syracuse made the final four, so it was the sweet six, the elite eight win over Virginia. Syracuse was being really strict because once Syracuse was deemed the number one party school, they decided to shut everything down. Yet when Syracuse was going to the final four, everybody runs from Chuck's that was the senior bar everyone runs from Chuck's at Syracuse goes to Castle thank God I moved my car because (laughs) if you don't move your car at Castle your car is done no one cares there's no remorse we were just going crazy and the cops didn't care they let everybody party it was just the one time that everyone at Cuse was allowed to just go to Castle and they weren't stopping anybody
1: yeah, no, I, I've only heard unreal things about Castle Court. And I think I'm too old now to probably go visit for a party. But oh, okay. you know, maybe someday. Huh? You're not that old. Come on now. Turn 25 in March. I think it'd be a little weird if I went to a college party.
4: So, huh. I think eh, it'd be not. fine. It's the only place in the world now that's open.
2: That's true. That's <laughs> funny, think <laughs> about this. Think about this. There's still there's nine, 1996, your birth year. Or there's still seniors in college playing hockey that are the year birth year right now. That's true. Hmm.
1: That's fair. See? Okay. That's fair. There when you, you look go. at it that way, the hockey way, I guess, then it's different. <laughs> so you're chilling. Yeah. But Ariel, I also want to talk to you about just like, you know, the growth of women in sports. I mean, we've seen it a lot, I feel like in the last 10 years, but even more so now, and especially, you know, with like Twitter and everything that's going on with social media and our generation. Um, I know a lot of women like speak out about it and how they're treated. And obviously in the news lately with um, what's the guy's name, the Mets guy, I forgot already. Jared.
4: Oh, Jared Porter the general Porter,
1: manager, general manager. Mm-hmm. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, but I mean, um, you know, as far as your experience goes, you know, what's your take on how you've been treated in the workplace? You know, um, how's your experience been as a woman in sports?
4: Honestly, I've, Felt really blessed to have a great experience as a woman in sports. I haven't really had any issues. Granted, some people might see what I go through as issues. I just ignore the noise. If somebody comments on my work saying, Oh, Ariel, you're so hot, or Oh, I'd love to date you or ask you out, or sometimes even wackier things like dirty messages, <laughs> uh, dirty messages will get sent. I just delete them and I don't respond. And then you don't engage and nobody sees it and you move on. From a work perspective and the people I work with, I've worked with amazing people. Every man who I've worked with has been nothing but good to me. I think a lot has to do, and I tell this to young women coming up in the business all the time. Don't just be, if you want to be taken seriously in this business, don't just try to be influencer. Don't try to dress in promiscuous ways. Try to hold yourself to a high standard and do your research. I was de- when I first got to Sports Grid. My co-host was uh, a man on our network who has been in the industry for forty years already. If I wasn't prepared on his show for anything he threw at me, I guarantee you he wouldn't have respected me the way that he did after the first couple of weeks of working together. He doesn't want some young twenty-five at the time year old coming into his show and just saying, "I want." so-and-so to win because I like their team or Mm. what's been annoying me with the Tom Brady run is I just like Tom Brady because he wins a lot of Super Bowls (laughs) like okay he won a lot of Super Bowls with another team let's try to move the focus into stats and numbers when I have the stats to back up what I'm talking about I think it helps to really gain respect from people and that's always been my approach I feel lucky I have not had to deal with many issues with men in sports, especially the men I've worked with. I know there's so many women out there who have had to deal with certain men that have been disrespectful to them. I've already heard some stories in the last month of a friend of mine or a girl who I know who lives in a different state who said that someone... Tr- like kind of tried to hit on her at work and ask her out and wouldn't let her out of the room until she said yes like weird things but people do this all the time this happens in college this happens to people everywhere so it's not just about women in sports um but yeah i think that the key for me has always just been to hold myself to a high standard making sure that i know my stuff and i gain the respect of the people around me because of all my preparation
1: have you ever clapped back on Twitter though? I I love those stories of women just like putting guys in their place. Like like our friend Sarah Sivian does it all the time, and it's. Hilarious. She's awesome. She's amazing.
4: Sarah's awesome at that. I did mm-hmm. it a few weeks ago. Somebody, oh no! Now I have to remember. I feel like some. <laughs> I feel like you guys might have seen it because I think one of you liked it. Um, but there was somebody that, and I clapped back at them and retweeted. Oh, it was the man who I said you really know how to shoot your shot because he asked now I can't remember, but I did retweet him and said, you really know how to shoot your shot and Mm -hmm. everybody was commenting like crazy on it. Um, so yeah, I'll try to go back. Nice. I think you could kill with kindness. And if I feel that somebody is being mean or hurtful, then I just don't engage.
2: I'm actually really interested, like kind of like take us back a little bit. How'd you really like get into sports? I'm assuming your family was a huge sports family, I'm assuming you had siblings that were extremely into sports, and that's kind of how you got into it. I'm just taking a shot in the dark here. Tell me I'm right.
4: I'm the oldest sibling, so my siblings follow my lead. But as Love for the, <laughs> just kidding. My sister Bye hates back. sports. Uh, yeah, my brother, probably a mix of my dad and I. Uh, but when I first got into sports, it was because of my grandpa, really. My mom's dad – my grandpa and I are super close. He had Yankee season tickets since I was born. We would go to the old stadium. He had season tickets for every Sunday home game. I remember the Yankees lost to the Marlins in the 2003 World Series. I watched my grandpa in my living room, and he was just sad. My dad is from Baltimore, so he's a diehard Orioles fan. He was laughing at my grandpa. I felt so bad for my grandpa. He's such a cute man. He's the sweetest (laughs) man in the world. Ever since then, he came home. I, I remember saying, okay, maybe, I, maybe I'll watch this. My dad and my grandpa came home from opening day with the Derek Jeter jersey. Saw Jeter. Fell in love with Jeter. All my friends love In Sync, Backstreet Boys. I fell in love with Jeter. That was kind of the start of my love for sports. 2004 season. Was obsessed. Didn't miss a game. Watched everything, knew everything, knew every team, down to the batting stances of each player. Then about two, three years later, got into football. That was all through Madden. I asked my dad to buy me Madden for PlayStation. Swear. Got into Madden on uh, PlayStation, started playing with the Ravens as my team, came upstairs with my dad watching with three or four of his friends one Sunday. I remember saying, oh, it's Kyle Bowler out in Shotgun. And I said, what? How do you know Kyle (laughs) Buller? And how do you know shotgun formation? What? So I started talking about football and I knew all the players from just playing Madden. My dad ever since then said, all right, you know your stuff.
1: It's funny that you mentioned that uh, Marlins Yankees series. That's like my, I'm not a huge baseball fan, but that's like my first memory of baseball. And Max, you're going to be impressed if you're you're hearing me. But my like first favorite baseball player was that guy Juan Pierre on Marlins. He was sick.
4: What?
1: Why? I don't know. I, I think I just pulled that name out of my ass, too, because I don't know anything about baseball. But I just remember Juan Pierre. He was like the center, right? Number nine. Was he not? That is
4: so funny. He, I, I mean, I don't remember that Marlins team at all. Huh? I just remember the Yankees team. And I remember Jorge Posada grounding out to lose the World Series. That's my first memory probably ever of baseball.
3: Jeter's not that guy to fall
4: in love
2: with. Every time I hear Derek Jeter, though, I think like, you shot Derek Jeter. The other guys, Same. obviously. Same.
4: Oh yeah, that's uh from the Will Ferrell movie, right?
3: Yeah, you should have shot A Rod, <laughs> um, <laughs> the Yankee wait. Clipper. Oh, not Clipper, Will Ferrell, yeah. right? No, who was it? Yeah, no,
4: you're right. The other oh, guys.
2: No, Will Ferrell. Okay. Will Ferrell and Marmol. I, I want to go back to your Madden days. So did they have like Xbox Live back then? You were just slamming these little kids, and they're like, "Oh my God, this girl just stopped me in Madden!" Like, you know? <laughs>
4: that's so funny that you say that. Because, as I mentioned, my dad's from Baltimore. All his childhood friends still live in Baltimore, and they all have kids around our age. I remember when Xbox Live first came out. Granted, first I had PlayStation,
0: which Tony Hawk
4: Playground was the absolute best. Then we got an Xbox. I remember probably towards the end of when I started, like, when I really stopped playing video games for the most part was when Xbox Live started to become a thing. I started playing Xbox Live with my dad's friends' kids in Maryland. They're twins. They st- We played, I think, MLB. I killed them. My dad <laughs> died laughing and would just destroy his best friend from home saying how horrible his sons are. He's a disappointment. He would just go... At his friend for his son's being bad at playing MLB 2K6, whatever it was. <laughs> I was so good. MLB and Madden were my – that was my shit.
1: I love Michael it. Vick, scramble mode. That's what everybody did. In, in- yeah, code. Mm, <laughs> yes.
2: All the OG street games. Don't even get me started.
4: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course, we can't forget backyard baseball. That was the start of it all.
1: Of I saw uh, Alyssa and Howie Rose speaking about that today. That's so funny with the the Pablo Sanchez thing. That was good stuff. It's
4: probably why it came to my head. I saw it too. All those <laughs> computer games were the best. Do
1: you remember Snood?
4: Yeah, of course I remember Snood. Was like and I remember I, I remember James Bond also like yeah, I had the
2: 007, joystick.
1: The yeah,
4: 007 with the joystick. I thought I was so cool.
1: Cappy, you're going to shit on me for this. I've never seen any James Bond movie. Mm. I mean,
2: I I I won't shit on you because I'm like I'm not the biggest James Bond fan. Like if you said like I didn't see like I don't know, Finding Nemo <laughs> or something like that. That would that would do me better than James Little Mermaid. Second,
1: really? Yeah, exactly, Little Mermaid. I don't know. I feel like it's very on brand for me to not see like a, a famous, like classic movie. <laughs> Typical, typical. When I ever seen Shawshank. I'm
4: not a movie. Oh, that's funny. You see, I'm not a big movie person either. I didn't see Shawshank until I lived in North Carolina. My grandparents came to visit me and it was on TV. My grandma said, oh, it's my favorite movie ever. I said, you know, I've never seen this actually. And that was the end. We ended up watching it. And it's amazing. I highly recommend Shawshank Redemption.
1: I'll watch it tomorrow while I'm stuck in the snow. But why, wait, why'd you live in North Carolina? When did? How did that happen?
4: Oh, uh, that was a big part of life. <laughs> Um, It's funny because I hated being away from home my whole life. I never went to sleepaway camp. I went to day camp here in Rockland County. I went to Ramakoi day camp, which is essentially Pontiac for day camps. Mm -hmm. Then I end up uh, going to college. It felt my mom felt like she was dropping me off at prison because I had a mental (laughs) breakdown for the first four months. I don't like being away from home. Of course, I'm just so passionate about my job that when it comes to getting into TV, sports and television, most people get their start in local news. It's the only Mm -hmm. way to go to a small market, make your mistakes, which trust me, there's plenty of them to make. Then you end up moving on to bigger markets. I ended up moving about, so I graduated May 2016 from Syracuse. So in about September of 2016, I moved to New Bern, North Carolina, and that's where I got my start in television.
1: I didn't know that. And I was stalking your LinkedIn for like a week.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, it's I moved back here in April of 2019 and I was unemployed just trying to figure it out. I was so sick of the south because there's I love the people down there. They're amazing people, super nice, and they were for the most part very um accepting of the fact that i was this jewish girl from new york Uh i was probably the first jew most of these people met in north carolina (laughs) they didn't understand at all in fact I used to go to some of the temples there just because I needed to refine myself because I was stuck in a world where Jews really didn't exist. I would go to temples and the services for high holidays were filled with the rabbi and their family. That was it. The temples shut down down there season long. They're only open for high holidays. The rabbis were inviting me to dinners <laughs> for all of their high holidays. It was crazy. Yeah, so I ended up after about two and a half years leaving. It was an amazing experience, though. I got to meet so many great people. Learning a new kind of culture in a sense was really cool too. My mom has lived in Rockland County her entire life, aside for a few years in Manhattan like everyone else. She said it's an experience I'll remember forever because she wishes she got an experience of living somewhere else since we all know we end up here anyway
0: yeah. yeah
2: I feel like if everybody has to go through like the grind like I mean obviously Johnny and I traveled to different places through our hockey career when we were mm-hmm. in Wichita Falls for a year our friend Ruthie Polinski she was actually ah. with a company there in Wichita Falls so she like and she talks highly of the whole experience there she loved her time there mm-hmm. uh, we got to go on the news at their one time but I think everybody had to have that like not everybody but it's good to have that experience you know to see then obviously how you grow from there
1: that makes sense yeah. I was just gonna say, Ariel paved the way for Sarah, who's now in North Carolina. Ariel Epstein walked, so Sarah Seabian could run.
4: <laughs> exactly. She came, I think, a year, a year after I did. She was covering the Canes, um, and she's known. We have a lot of mutual people because mm. I did a lot. Even though I was in Bern, North Carolina, we traveled everywhere. My weekends consisted of me. I didn't cover so much the hurricanes, so I didn't know Sarah too well. I did end up going from New Bern to cover high school football on Fridays to then on Saturdays, traveling anywhere from one to three hours to cover a college football game in the Raleigh, Durham area or East Carolina university in Greenville. Then on Sundays I would travel four and a half hours to Charlotte and go cover the Panthers. So my football weekends were just fully loaded with driving and sports, which the sports part was great. The driving part was exhausting.
1: And probably not many pot like podcasts weren't like huge. I feel like at that time. So like, I don't know. What was your go-to playlist? Oh. <laughs> what do you listen to in the long car ride?
4: Let's see. Go to playlist. Um, on Sundays, I definitely listen to more like hardcore, like rap. Like I loved, like, really? actually the thing that I would do on long drives is I would learn rap songs. You know I what? would just replay the same rap song over and over again to learn the lyrics. And it got me through about, about two hours of the ride until i hated the song
1: well now we're gonna put you on the spot spit something for us what's your what's your favorite <laughs> rap song Ooh. give us something
4: the favorite one right now to rap is kamikaze by eminem i've pretty much nailed it is
1: that the is that the
2: new one like th- these bars are like COVID. that one
4: no
3: is that the one where he like it- raps really really fast
4: I think that's why I was so impressed with myself when I was able to do it because here I could play it. I don't know if that's legal. Is that legal on playlists to rap Eminem songs? Because I don't need him to get mad at us.
1: I don't think Eminem listens to us. That's true. We did see
2: what he did to Dana White on ESPN.
4: (laughs) Well, there's a lot of bad words.
1: You can sing it for us. Is that Okay. Yeah, as long as I'm not going to sing this whole thing. no no no, just give us like give us like four lines
4: it's a kamikaze question in everything you be me islamic nazi that means there is no such thing i've been going for your juggler since pretty duck alert wedgie in my underwear whole bed sheet in my comforter stuck up in my (laughs) i'm done i can't sing the rest no you're good
1: snaps again snaps again they'll get really
4: mad at me so and they're gonna listen to this because it's like a jewish thing my Uh grandparents are really into that
1: well, we love that. We love that, and I, I think any any guy out there listening might fall in love with you after singing that. That's awesome.
4: I need. Well, okay. So here's the thing. My I said to my mom, I'm going on this Jewish podcast, and she was saying, we "Well, are any of them, you know, is is that like gonna lead to something?" And mom, <laughs> it's for work. Leave me alone. <laughs> always, always, the mother's
2: trying to look for something else out of it, right? Is
1: We're that- a matchmaking pod, though. We'll set you up with a nice Jewish boy. We are.
4: You know the qualifications for the nice Jewish boy. Nice Jewish boy, good job, close with their family, lives kind of close to here so that you don't have to move anywhere. There's a lot of things that go into this.
1: We got you. <laughs> Max, are you going to say something?
3: Well, I was going to say, clearly you missed the karaoke bars because you just killed that.
1: Yeah, you did.
4: Oh, thank you. Yeah, karaoke is fun. I used to do that a lot.
1: What's a karaoke song? Kamikaze. No, yeah, Kamikaze
4: no, now. No, Empire State of Mind? Oh, that's my yeah, song. Yeah.
1: That's a good
2: one, I was going to say, come on. Back in the day when Kamikaze was not the song, Penn State days, Q's days, there had to be karaoke bars.
4: Houston didn't really have that. It was actually in North Carolina. We went to a lot of karaoke on Tuesdays, I think. Tuesdays was karaoke. In Syracuse, we didn't have that many options. We really only went to the frats. There was Lucy's and there was Chuck's otherwise there were bars downtown but no one went downtown because it was really sketchy i've yeah. gotten like some homeless people down there oh, yeah.
5: what have uh, you've gotten no. homeless people
4: <laughs> like gone like a guy like i've no like oh <laughs> no they there <laughs> were so many times where i'd walk down downtown and homeless people would come up to me and they'd see me with my camera it was always for school stuff they'd see me with the camera and they'd say oh Oh, can I see your camera? Is it for sale? Can I can I just take it from you? Or they'd try to run with my tripod. Someone came oh, and took my tripod and tried to run with it. Oh, yeah, that's
5: it's so it's interesting
4: <laughs> down there. <laughs> but yeah. luckily, I'm from around the city, so you know you can get used to those kinds of weird things.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: There you go. It's just part of the, the the character that's built in New York, being a New Yorker. <laughs>
4: exactly. It's nice when yeah, you go when to I the city. In, and, oh, sorry, sorry. When I was in North Carolina. They that was the one thing when I first moved back home and actually I was with Brittany. There was a few things. So with our friend Brittany Stansky, the first thing was we go to a chopped salad place. I'm going really slow giving out the chopped salad order because in North Carolina, you have to be really slow or else they mess up Mm -hmm. in New York. Now I go back with Brittany to lunch and the guy's like, come on, come on, let's go. Like (laughs) what else? What else? What else? Uh, And then I also remember my first time back in New York. In North Carolina, if you walk around pissed off, people ask you, they say, what's wrong? You look so upset. Even if you don't know these people, what's wrong? Is everything okay, honey? In New York, finally, I was able to walk around looking pissed off and no one gave a shit.
1: Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is a normal New Yorker.
2: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> It is so funny too. And I feel like maybe, like, if you were pissed off in North Carolina and like some lady comes up to you and asks what's wrong, you're just like, leave me the fuck alone, lady. i <laughs> would know, like, be exiled. so nice. Yeah, it'd be so nice, so sweet.
2: No, no, you see the New
1: York license plate, they're like, oh, give me the fuck away from this person.
4: Crazy New Yorker driving.
1: Yeah, that's good stuff. I, I do wanna, I do wanna ask you though about um like back into sports and betting a little bit, just like the future of sports betting. I mean, you know, obviously when I was a kid, like, I didn't know fan duel draft I don't like those things didn't exist, I feel like 10 mm-hmm. years ago, right? Like there was no legal sports site or whatever, but it's grown so much. And I saw, what well, was in New Jersey had like the most money made, like even over Vegas this year. Like, where do you think mm-hmm. sports betting is headed? I mean, my mom gives me shit all the time and yells at me for betting, but like it's a, it's honestly a passion.
5: Like, I love
4: it. <laughs> it's a passion. It's it really, it's fun. I tell people all the time, don't blow away your life savings if your mom's yelling at you for betting then tell her you're betting 10 bucks 20 bucks (laughs) on games it's fine I have so much fun doing it in fact I got started with it through fantasy sports you mentioned DraftKings FanDuel wasn't that big of a deal Until probably, I remember in college talking about sports gambling, and I remember talking in college about the daily fantasy debate when they went to the courts. They were figuring out if the daily fantasy world was legal. In fact, the states did end up siding with the sports books, with the fantasy sites, because – they realized that it was okay to do. And that was the gateway drug. That was the one that set everything. That just opened up the floodgates for mobile wagering. The, the big deal is the mobile wagering aspect of it. DC, Chicago, initially we're just doing in person since COVID. A lot of that has now flipped to letting you bet mobily. We just went live in Virginia and Michigan. Also, Mm -hmm. I think it's going to explode. New York's going to have it within the next two years. Mobile wagering is the key, especially in these COVID times where people don't want to leave their houses. You're looking for a way for people to get involved in the game, interact with the game. That's why people like it so much. Now that fantasy sports, I always say this to people, If the same person can go and draft a lineup for their fantasy sports lineup, even in daily fantasy, if I go and bet the props market in sports betting, I'm rooting the same exact way. This time, I'm just rooting for one person to win money from one person instead of relying on eight or nine different people to go and win me money together. I just think it's the same thing. It makes no sense to me as to why you wouldn't be able to do gambling if you can go and do daily fantasy as well it's once new york does it i think it's just going to be the domino effect to everybody else following its lead the problem we're going to have in new york is going to be that if the if um the lottery is running it it's different than new jersey new jersey's letting the casinos run it which is why you're getting good odds the top of the line bettors that i speak to come from vegas to jersey to bet at the sports books in atlantic city New York, if the lottery runs it, it's not, it might not be as great. The lines might not be as good. They could be overly juiced. You're just not going to get as much value. We'll see how it works out. I think though sports betting regardless is going to be huge within the next five
1: years. I agree. Yeah, same. But I I want you to convince me also though, like why I would want to bet a prop on one player over just like betting the game in general, because I'm just picking this name out of a hat because I saw you, I think, post a prop the other night about like over 8.5 miles plumbly rebounds like i'm not watching a fucking nba game to watch miles plumbly rebound the ball (laughs) you know
4: i get it i was that (laughs) way too i was until of course i started working in the field the Mm -hmm. thing is if you're really looking to make money and win your bets which is what i think everyone's idea of betting is is to win you can't look at the prime games the prime games are going to be super sharp That's why even when it comes to the Super Bowl this weekend, I'm gonna have fun with it. I'm gonna tell people don't take this super seriously. When you only have one game to bet on it's very tough to find an edge. With the NBA right now and so many games on in one night, when the Lakers are playing the Clippers, everyone's going to be looking at that game. I'm going to be looking at the Pistons because no one's <laughs> going to care about Plumly rebounds, which means it's not going to be as highly bet, which means the line's not going to move as much, which means I'm going to get a good number. That's why I go to a lot of these props. Also, when you, what I've realized from the props is if you really do your research and you really try to break down the numbers, you will be able to find those good numbers somewhere on the sports book. That's why when you're going, in a bet spreads and totals some nights you're just gonna have a flop of a night from a team doesn't mean the player's gonna have a bad night that's why i like going to the prop market
1: that's that uh, you just made an excellent excellent point
4: <laughs> i hope so yeah I no hope you did i'm, I'm
1: convinced <laughs>
5: Um, you don't have to
4: watch. I don't watch like I don't watch the Pistons games all the time. <laughs> if I see Plumlee, I re I refresh my ESPN app, and I see how many rebounds he has, and then I see he hits nine, and I sign off, and I don't care what happens the rest of the game. <laughs> I don't need the Pistons to win. What do I care?
1: Um, well, I'm, I'm dying at that. I, I, no, I, mean, I know you're a Knicks fan too, though. That's uh, so happy to have another Knicks fan on board. We're all Knicks fans here. So.
4: <laughs> oh, cool. But, I'm sorry, but yeah, it's fine.
1: It's Kevin- been, it's- I'm on a Knicks fan. Fun. You're crazy. Oh, true. I guess you're a Heat fan. Sorry
4: about that. Oh, Bam had bios from around where I used to work in North Carolina.
1: Oh, he's so have-
3: good.
4: North- yeah, Northside Pine Town High School. I met his. Unfortunately, his high school coach died from brain cancer or brain tumor, something uh, like cancerous in his brain. It was really sad. He was the one though that discovered Bam. Bam wasn't playing basketball. He was playing football. His name's Idris, Idris said a bio. He ends it. up going. Yeah. Idris said a bio. Um, and the, the basketball coach was saying, Oh, he's so tall. He needs to get out here on the court. Didn't end up playing until he was in ninth grade played for the first time coach coached him up. He was so much bigger bam, than everybody else on the floor that he was just dominating ends up junior year, getting recruited by one of those private schools out in like the Charlotte area. I think there was a little money involved too uh because there's a whole story about how bam and his mom used to live in a green trailer in washington or Beaufort county uh north carolina and then all of a sudden he was living with this coach gets signed by kentucky and the mom wasn't living in the green trailer anymore now no. he's living a good life so it doesn't matter
1: yeah
4: but Ooh. yeah pretty cool story
1: yeah that is a cool story i didn't know any of that so that's news to us or me at least
4: <laughs> there's a lot A lot of stories from the North Carolina area. Brandon Ingram's from there too. Reggie Bullock, Jerry Stackhouse. So many legends came at Todd Gurley. I've met so many of them just because of working there. And you Mm -hmm. learn so many of these stories about these athletes that you would have never known from a national scale. You just get to know who these people are from a hometown scale. When you go home, you can't be anything but humble.
1: Yeah, no, that's, that's the best part about, well, I mean, I'm such a, high class athlete, but coming home, <laughs> and, just talk, coming home and talking sports yes, is you always are, fun. Johnny. at the local bagel store. I'm a big deal. Cause there's like a, a picture of me playing hockey. That's but what's important. The Other than that, that's about it. Do you it. get
4: free bagels?
1: Uh, like not free, but definitely hooked up every now and then.
4: Okay. see that's important.
1: But my, our boy, Sam Stern who's a Penn state player always gets more love than I do. Cause Penn state's way better than
0: anywhere I play. <laughs> <laughs> but, um,
1: but I do want to, I mean, you mentioned the Super Bowl like a minute ago or two minutes ago. We want to get into that a little bit. I want to ask you, I I know you might not be taking a side or taking a team, but who's winning the Super Bowl this year?
3: I'm
4: going with the Chiefs. I think – Although the Chiefs are going to be the most popular bet, I've heard six to one on the tickets so far from the director of training at FanDuel. Wow. However, when you look at how much better the Chiefs defense has gotten in the last two, three games of the playoffs, in the red zone, the Chiefs defense has been much improved. In the red zone in the regular season, the Chiefs allowed 74% of their opponents to score. In the last two, three games, the Chiefs have now allowed only 62% of opponents to score in the red zone, that's 1% more than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So these two defenses could potentially be a little more evenly matched than people think. However, when it comes to which offense I'm going to rely on, I'm going to rely on the Kansas City Chiefs offense to get the job done. I'll probably lay the three points for fun. I think if it gets to three in the hook, you have to go and take the Bucks because it could be a close game. But the thing is, too, if you like the Chiefs, and you think that they can lay the three points, you could go to FanDuel and get the Chiefs to win by one to six points, I think it is, at Mm -hmm. plus 340, which is a really good value to get for the Chiefs to just win in a close game. So I like that approach also. Um, But I just think that the Chiefs, their defense, Steve Spagnuolo, has had Brady's number. He did it with the Giants, his first Super Bowl with New York, where they beat the undefeated Patriots. The only concern I have is that the Chiefs, Center just was called out for uh, COVID issues.
2: And Robinson, right?
4: Yeah, and Robinson, which doesn't concern me as much. It's more the center because the offensive line for the Chiefs has been really banged up. There's three Chiefs starters now that are off of the offensive line and now including the center. That scares me a little bit for the Chiefs because the defensive front of the Tampa Bay Bucks is one of the best in the league. They were number one in run defense. Their tackle, their linebacker for the Bucks, Devin White, has had over ten tackles in both of the playoff games he's played in. I say both because he missed the first game against Washington due to COVID.
2: JPP. White has
4: been amazing. And JPP, if he could get through that front, that offensive line for the Chiefs and have four or five sacks, oh my gosh, that could be what crazy. But Mahomes. Is. My I think will be able to move more. I think he'll be a little more mobile this week. He's had two weeks with that left turf toe. Now he looked better throwing the ball in the last, in the championship game than he did in the divisional game. I just hope that he can be a little bit more mobile and run the ball. His rushing yards prop is like close to 20, which he only had five last week. We'll see.
2: Well, if the centers out, like I would take the over on that.
4: Yeah. If he runs, it's just like concerning because of that turf toe injury, I just, I do think he might be scrambling, though, because of the problems on the offensive line. He's going to have to extend plays somehow. The problem for the Bucks defense is their passing game. They struggle against the deep ball. They allowed, I think, three or four different players to have over 20 yards for their longest reception last week against Green Bay. Their secondary really struggles, and they're hurt. Antoine Winfield's one of the players in the secondary that's been hurt for the Bucs. That's where the Chiefs are going to have to attack. It's just a question of if Mahomes is going to be protected.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's hard to argue that all those points, also. But um, for me, I didn't my, think they get it done clearly. Yeah, no, my uh, my Close. mindset's just like I'm not betting against Tom Brady ever again. So that's, that's a lot
4: all. of people feel that way, but you're gonna bet against Patrick Mahomes.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> also, like Brady, Brady almost blew the game for the Bucks in the second half. Like Rodgers, yeah, Rodgers had so many opportunities to go out and win it. Yep. So I'm, I'm not. It was Brady's
4: receivers that really helped him in that championship game. Brady's receivers, Chris Godwin came up with like an amazing catch. Scotty Miller had an amazing touchdown. These receivers are top notch. That's why three of their receivers, including their tight end, Rob Gronkowski, they all combined with Evans and Godwin for seven Pro Bowls. They're amazing. The receivers are great. And Brady, of course, he's the goat. He wins. He's won the most Super Bowls. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, great. Cool storyline. I still think that this Chiefs defense is much more improved. I think the Chiefs defense is efficient. They have their run game back and established. We'll see what happens with the offensive line issues. They're just so creative, the Chiefs. I don't think the Chiefs have, I don't think we've seen their full playbook in this playoffs, especially because we could have seen it last week. Mahomes was out of practice for most of the week. He was limited. He was there. He was doing walkthroughs. I have to imagine with the concussion protocol, in addition to the turf toe, Mahomes wasn't fully in practice as they normally are it's my assumption if it comes to the playbook being exposed obviously they're going to do it in the Super Bowl they're going to run every play they can the Chiefs have had the craziest trick plays this year I'm a diehard Ravens fan I watched it happen in week three I've never seen the Chiefs play like that in my entire life of course they're going to try to do the same thing how many weeks later now
1: yeah it should be noted too that the Chiefs are missing member of the tribe Mitchell Schwartz though so I, I know. know. They lost diversity in that in that department. So. They did. So they're not going to have true. a good team chemistry. <laughs> Maybe
4: they should bring one of you guys in because they need the diversity card with the Jews.
1: Yeah, I'll give water to Mahomes on the sideline every now and then.
4: No, no, no. The thing is, you have to tell us what color the Gatorade is. That's, well, that's a prop bet.
1: That brings us to the next segment on the show, or not a segment, but we want to ask you. I mean, we've been doing. Bagels and Locks with Bagel Boss for the last couple of weeks, coming up with our own fun prop bets for people to submit their picks and, you know, possibly win free bagels. But we want to give you the floor for the Super Bowl. We want six prop bets. Give us some fun, Ariel Epstein. Like, what, what's going on in your mind? And give us some, like, creative Super Bowl prop Bits, bets. that's a lot. That six, are, okay. Well, maybe not all six, but just a couple that uh, our listeners can bet on.
4: One I like is Patrick Mahomes to throw a second quarter touchdown. It's a little bit juiced. It's minus 145. Last I checked, Mahomes has thrown 12 second quarter touchdowns out of his 16 games that he's played. Also, the Bucks have been really good in the first quarter. The Bucs have allowed just one touchdown in the last six games, two in the last seven. The last, The one before the Falcons game, which was their last touchdown allowed in the first quarter, was the Chiefs. This is the second time these two teams are seeing each other. I'd rather just pick my poison with Mahomes to throw a touchdown in the second quarter of the game. Another one that I would look out for is the linebacker, as I mentioned, for the Bucs, Devin White. He's probably at nine and a half for his total tackles prop. Love the tackles props. That's where people should be attacking. Everyone's going to go for the big receiving props and the (laughs) passing yards props and the rushing yards props. Don't. It's the sharpest numbers. If anything, wait until as close as you can to the game and bet them the under because you're going to get the bad number if you're trying to get an over on those. Even if you hit them, congratulations. It's a bad bet. These numbers have been out for a week already. They've been bet up already. I've seen Tariq Hills passing yards or receiving yards prop go up by 10 yards already. Ridiculous. When you, So I'm going to say Devin White tackles. There was another one that I actually had up. Uh, Carlton Davis. Carlton Davis for the Bucks, their corner, was another one. I think he was at five and a half. He's hit that in two out of the three playoff games this year, three out of the last – or no, four out of the last five games. So you could look to Carlton Davis total tackles also. Okay, so that's three.
1: Well, I, was, well, I was I was, also thinking like more of the uh, – like my favorite bet in the Super Bowl what? is the over-under national anthem. <laughs> oh, that.
4: those – see, we're not allowed to bet those in FanDuel, so well, I probably is- will get in trouble for giving them out, but uh-huh.
1: – well, these are we're making up our <laughs> own picks. Whatever, oh, whatever make, you want, it could be your own prop. Whatever you want, I, it could be how many beers will Max have. I have, I have
3: Ooh. the national, I have the national anthem uh, prop bet down. Whatever Twitter saying, and I'm two for two so far. If Twitter okay. saying, oh, they did the practice run, she went too long. I bet the under. I <laughs> the Do you think it's gonna be pre-recorded
4: this year, though?
3: Oh, that's a good point. Oh, that's a great. Oh, see
4: prop bet. Will the wow. national anthem be pre-recorded or live?
3: See, I think I came
2: up with a great prop bet. Over under how many plays Tony Romo guesses pre-snap.
1: That's a good one. That's a fly,
2: Right? Yeah. Because honestly, I mean, you saw that one with Chad Henney when he ran for that fourth down call and he completely guessed it wrong. He's like, oh, they're not running here. They're trying to make it off. That's going to happen. They're going to go off. And then bang, it happened. And Tony Romo was wrong and he was just absolutely stunned.
4: I loved well, the one last year with Andy Reid where they asked if he would, I think, eat a sandwich after the game. I think there was some <laughs> kind of prop bet about that.
1: <laughs> or mentioned a sandwich. I didn't know that one. So yeah.
4: The Gatorade color is a big one. That one's actually, like, permitted in this area. National Anthem. Mm, yeah, it's a tough one. I forget who's singing it. Do you guys know?
1: It's the weekend. Yeah, commercial playing. No, that's
4: halftime.
1: Oh... That's ha- oh.
2: We talk about Fergie's national anthem at the NBA All Star game.
4: Oh Why? <laughs> <laughs> that thing was horrible. That's
1: top that's top five national anthem of all time. No <laughs> Yeah, so. I didn't know. I didn't know I don't know who is doing the national anthem. Did they announce that prior? I don't
4: I, I think so. I yeah. think it's out. I just don't remember who it is.
1: Oh, we'll have to
2: find that.
4: I'm not that excited about the weekend though.
2: No, no, neither am I.
1: Neither am I don't I
4: think it's that good. I don't think that would be a good one. I think The Super Bowl could have done much better.
1: Who was last year? Great question. Yeah, was that
4: Maroon Five?
3: Yeah, no, I I I think you're right. I think it was Maroon Maroon Five. No
1: idea, but um, but yeah, what? How
4: many? How much alcohol will all four of us combine for on the Super Bowl?
1: I'm guaranteed over. I would take over four and a half tequila, water, lime juice on Johnny (laughs) Laszus.
4: Okay. You're you in control guys. of that. So it's unfortunate, but well, it. you'll hit it. I won't bet it. I'll take uh, the over.
3: <laughs> I'd say six, six and a half Michelob Ultras. <laughs> that's I'm gonna, probably a uh, good line.
2: Negative because I have a hockey game on the Super Bowl. So I will be not
0: drinking.
3: What
4: a loser. Not even after?
2: After for sure. Yeah. So we'll count that depending on if it's before midnight or not.
4: Okay. that's What's a good the Ariel
1: alcohol prop?
4: I'm going to have to drive. Probably over under two and a half is a good number for me.
1: It's a <laughs> good line to set. I'm going to have to drive, so like nine beers.
4: <laughs> so about five and a half over under. <laughs> Told you my grandparents and my parents are going to listen to this. I have to be politically correct. That's
1: true. Okay. That's true. It's <laughs> actually another pro- oh, <laughs>
2: Sorry. Do we want to know who's singing the national anthem for 2021? I just looked it up. Give it to okay. Us. Jasmine Sullivan and Eric Church.
4: I know okay. Eric Church.
2: I don't know. Okay. I don't know, Jasmine. I don't know jasmine but so it's a country singer so i mean that could be a little long that could that, that could be a lengthy one. Oh yeah
4: get... i would take the over on country
2: yeah Damn. but um last year's was demi Lovato. yes um, i
4: remember that i do she was good she killed it
1: yes and we took
4: the over on that because she holds out notes long
1: <laughs> that's, that's good sure. that's good knowledge i'm also you kind of just like opened up a terrible thing because now that i have your phone number and your contact information like any bet that i'm gonna take i'm like gonna have to ask you prior because i have someone to blame it on you know i'll feel better about myself
2: no no don't the thing is though ariel don't answer him because then every (laughs) episode of the podcast he's going to just every loss is it's going to be your fault
1: (laughs) i have
4: a friend that does that i have a friend who will text me for props every football sunday i will answer with my props when they lose he yells at me and he gets (laughs) mad i say well I, broke even, or one, you chose the wrong ones. I <laughs> gave you all the ones I bet, all the ones I gave out. You decided to choose two out of ten of them, and you chose the two that didn't hit. That's not my problem.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm not going, going ten for ten. Laz is going to just start just r- ranting on Twitter, just commenting on all your shit.
1: Yo, have a burner. That's fine. i have a burner. Just I love it. But we do you do, have we a do. burner? No, I say I, I will have one.
4: Oh, that's. seen
1: hater I'll seven six five five.
4: 3, <laughs> Poor Alyssa Rose. Alyssa has one. That's Alyssa has a person that has like a hate Alyssa Rose account. It's horrible. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, I forget what the name is. It's something like farts or something. It's really weird.
1: <laughs> also, like a compliment though, in a sense that like if you're big enough to have a hater, it's like a, you know no. Press yeah,
4: press. I think Alyssa thrives off that anyway. Yeah, that's that's good. the barstool energy.
2: Yeah, we've yeah. always talked about we want people to shit on us. Like, yeah. I remember the first like 10 episodes we like we, we recorded. we all always Thank like, you. yeah, and just please like comment, just like shit on shit on all of our posts. Like,
4: <laughs> I have a friend who hosts a podcast and says, please don't give me five stars. And they yeah. <laughs> give it five stars That's all the great. time.
1: For <laughs> <first> psychology. Just <laughs> says,
4: don't give it to me. I don't want to feel that special. It's too high of a bar to set. So yeah. they all give them five <laughs> stars just to piss them off.
1: That's Damn, that, that strategy is terrible. I wish people, I, I would hate if people gave us five stars.
4: He also runs a sports book, which makes sense as to how his reverse psychology makes complete sense.
1: There you go. We do, we yeah. do actually have a couple questioners or Jesus. I am maybe I'm drunk. Questioners. We do, we do have a couple of questions from listeners. Yeah. The CBD and the tequila is getting to me, but um, I just want to give you a couple of the questions that, you know, our followers had for you. But um, if I, if I botched any of the presentation, I'm sorry. Cause I don't know any of you, but um Casey Joel wanted. <laughs> uh, do you know him? D-U-L? Casey D-U-L?
4: Uh-huh.
1: So Casey wants to know what your favorite memory from Syracuse was.
4: Favorite memory from Syracuse had to be covering the Final Four in Houston. Absolutely had the best time. It was me, six other boys, I think. And the school, well, the radio station that we went through only paid for one hotel room. We had to pay our way. I paid my way through the flight. If I wanted to not pay for a hotel, I had to stay in the hotel room. So it was me and five guys staying in a hotel room. Awesome. No <laughs> la Quinta. Yeah. That's they like were really role. great. They were awesome. <laughs> they, we had so much fun. They were really respectful. They gave me my own space on the bed. They slept on the – we had two beds. They slept on one bed and on the floor. When I needed to go to the bathroom, they just let me be. They were super respectful. Hilarious to talk about that we stayed yeah, three days yeah. together in a la, la Quinta. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that's that's like
1: a TV show kind of thing, yeah, right. Literally, New Girl. Yeah,
4: it is. It's New Girl. <laughs> love that show.
1: That's so funny. Great yeah, show. shout out New Girl. I know Cap, but you love New Girl, of course. Great I'm not, show. I'm not a huge New Girl fan, but that's besides the fact. Uh, so another question, and DJ Felly Feld. Uh, I'm assuming that's Tyler Feldman. Okay, shout out Tyler. Fellow Jew. Fellow, Fellow Jew. Penn State Jew. Amazing. We love those. But uh he wants to know what the theme of your bat was.
4: Ari's top 10. I gave out my top 10 favorite things. It was awesome.
1: So what what was in top top 10? 10. Yeah, Yeah, back then. Cap, we just got chemistry. I know.
4: That's what happens when you work together with people. Okay, I'm going to try to remember. It was Ramakoy Day Camp, Yankees, Ravens, um, Chocolate, Shopping, but I don't know why. I don't like shopping. Juicy (laughs) Couture. I probably just needed a 10th. Aruba. So seven okay. MacBook, because I just got that was like when the MacBook first came out. Yeah. MacBook. Um, ooh, this is really hard. What was the final two? Now I don't know. Webkins. I'm gonna have to think. <laughs> webkins. Yeah, that was definitely that time. That was a hundred percent time for webkins. And it definitely wasn't sports gambling. I wasn't there yet. I wasn't a degenerate at 13. <laughs> But, okay, so I'm missing two, and I don't remember what they are. I'm going to have to go watch my bat mitzvah video again and figure this out.
2: Anything to do with food? I'm trying to help you out. I don't know.
4: Well, I said chocolate.
2: You did say chocolate. Okay.
4: I didn't like coffee or wine yet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you just <laughs> Right now, my list would be
4: wine, wine, yeah. coffee, well, and was, more wine. I was
1: going to say, if you can add the two now, what would this version of you, what would those last two be? Wine. and coffee
4: for sure those are the biggest differences i was the pickiest eater growing up i didn't like anything new didn't like to try a thing and now i'm more open-minded so that's the biggest yeah no no i was actually i went to israel with a friend of mine to be with her family for passover they live in tel aviv she invited me for passover break in ninth grade I ate mac and cheese at Passover <laughs> in <amazing>. Israel.
2: <laughs> Who is this non-Jewish girl in my household right now? No, I'm Jewish. I swear, I swear. I just don't.
4: I felt horrible, but that was the only thing that they had for me that they were able to make that I would eat.
1: That's okay. That, that shit happens. Yeah, that's sick though. Tel Aviv for Passover—that'd be really
5: cool.
4: Yeah, it was fun. I can't. Oh, okay. I, I mean, it was just like living a normal life. They were. They were so chill about it because they mm-hmm. live in Israel, so to them it's no big deal. Yeah.
2: No, they should pay that. you to go cover the Maccabee games one summer.
4: Ooh, that'd be really cool. Trying to make I a love- comeback. We were supposed to bar mitzvah my brother in Israel this past summer. Got cancelled because oh. of COVID. Really sad. How old's your brother? Thirteen. He's oh. a bar mitzvah. <laughs> you could
2: have oh, guessed no. that. <laughs> okay, well, hold on. You can get bar mitzvah at what why is that so funny? You can get bar mitzvah. I don't mitzvah know. I just besides just- thirteen.
1: But they were supposed to like bar mitzvah her brother, like he's 46. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Could the funniest part
4: about this bar mitzvah thing with COVID, the temple had to get the service in because the poor kid has been studying for a year now for his bar mitzvah. The lessons got moved. Obviously, he has to keep practicing. They kept his haftorah the same too because they just said, we're not going to make him change it after he just studied for six months. Now his bar mitzvah pictures. He's going to have braces at 13 years old from oh. November of 2020. His party is now this coming June. He's going to get his braces off by then. He's going to be 14 with no braces at his party pictures. It's just going to be one big mess in your mind.
1: That's the way to do it, though. It'd be way worse. It was the opposite. Braces at the party and you know non-braces at the service. Unless his like teeth were horrible, but I couldn't imagine they were that bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna that tell me he's not, he's not gonna
2: be a new a new city jewish center alumni
4: no he is he got bar mitzvahed okay, at good. the temple Love it's that. just we did it already in november it's just now the party's not going to be until june he was going to have a bar mitzvah in america and a bar mitzvah in israel but the israel thing didn't work out we have to get my dad to israel he's never been it's horrible oh, wow. how, yeah. how
2: is it having a like a younger brother like age 13 who i'm assuming is like so into sports and stuff like that like and, like, obviously your profession, like, like, sports, but everything like that. And, like, how is it, like, with him, like, dealing with that? Because I'm sure he wants to be involved, like, so much. And your parents are like, no, no, not yet. Like,
4: it's funny because you would think he thinks the TV aspect's cool. He yeah. doesn't even think that's cool because he doesn't even consume his news through television anymore. It's all TikTok. It's all... Snapchat. He thinks that I'm not that cool because I'm not on TikTok. I'm not a TikTok star. That's all he watches. What he thinks is cool is one, obviously he loves that I love sports, but that's all he knows anyway. He'll ask me questions about his fantasy team, which he doesn't listen to my advice. He continues (laughs) to do stupid things like put Trace McSorley as his quarterback because McSorley's famous (laughs) on TikTok.
0: It's so dumb.
4: The other thing that he'll do is he'll come into my room and this isn't a green screen anymore. It's an actual backdrop but this used to be i used to have a green screen he used to love the green screen he actually thinks the whole setup he comes in here and he looked at my new thing my new background now he loves the setup of it he thinks it's really cool the setup not the tv part the setup of it <laughs> is really cool
2: <laughs> that's amazing I he currently just that.
4: had a snow day uh and he's virtually in school that boggles my mind this kid's living the dream
2: what's his what's his name brendan Brendan, you ever like walk in on him and like like in, in his room or in your room and in, in your setup and you're he's just like, this is Brendan reporting live from just like <laughs> doing a little setup.
4: He does, he'll come in here and he'll pretend. I've put him on a few a few videos, a few social videos of mine. I've asked him about, you know, who do you think is going to win? But he knows that I do a gambling show. So he will try to talk in gambling terms. He'll say, I think that the line is too is too little and he'll try to give like some gambling terms to describe certain gambling terms. He'll say, That's not enough points. I would take that. <laughs> He's a little degenerate. He'll be he'll be hosting some like sports th- gambling parties back to college.
1: Be the his own college. We'll get him on here. We'll give him a segment for the thirteen year old love- gamblers on here. If we have any. How
4: funny would that be? Wait, we'd have we should come up with something good because it's kind of like bar mitzvah age and you could parlay that into gambling. The now Torah you're a man.
1: Portion. It'll be like the, the Torah portion or Torah. It's It'd
4: actually like,
2: How many kids can you invite to your bar mitzvah over mine? <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's funny because I usually love you know, this has always been my dream is to talk about sports. Uh. I have always loved that my brother, uh, I mean, excuse me. So I've always loved saying what I do. I went to my brother's bar mitzvah. The rabbi says to my sister and I, who we've known for forever, he said, So what are you guys up to? My sister studying social work at Yeshiva University, Yeshiva of all places. Then there's me. I host a sports <laughs> gambling talk show. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. And by the way, I don't like Jewish food. I eat macaroni on Passover. <laughs> but nice to, nice to meet, nice to see you again, Rabbi. <laughs> that's so fun
1: i actually just got like a a fan apply now notification on my phone so like phone oh. listens to you you know
4: they know so they know it's always when i job. give out my best bets of the day Fanduel the line moves it's ridiculous
1: they know they know they know <laughs> mm-hmm. um but before we do get into uh our final segment also people that replied to the story today were shout out to jake asman josh lapazan who i guess you're friends with also um they said you're awesome so
4: I was going to read Asen's
1: question because it was just
4: about him, but (laughs) they're both (laughs) awesome. I've been on both of their podcasts and shows. They are great. I know that Jake's definitely going to be listening. He already told me that he's going to be listening to the pod. He said he can't wait. It's Jewish geography at its finest. Jake, I know, is not even like in the state right now, but he's always reached out. Unfortunately, our shows are at the same time, so it's hard to get on his show. But both of them are really awesome guys. I love the Jewish geography.
2: Love it. Love it. Ariel, we want to get into a segment, an actual segment we do on this podcast called the matzo ball (laughs) minute question. Sorry, just shitting on Johnny there a little bit. I'm just going to rattle off quick, quick, uh, fast paced questions, answer with your leash. Um, What's one piece of advice that you would give to other sports bettors?
4: My one piece of advice is to listen to everybody that you come into contact with. Everybody has different approaches at gambling. I actually was just talking to my co-host, Jared Smith, about this. He said, it's funny, everyone that you say that you've looked up to in the gambling business, you as in regards to me, I kind of have a little bit of everybody that I've taken from other people and their styles. I used to just be your typical, oh, I'll take the points. Oh, I like the totals person back in, you know, probably three years ago. Now I've really started to dive into the analytics and really start to dive into the stats. So do your research, do your due diligence, do your due diligence. Don't just look at averages too. If you're betting props, that's my biggest advice on props. Don't just look at an average that somebody has because those averages are really skewed three points, props, for example, in the NBA, if a player averages, let's say three and a half points, uh, three pointers per game. You look down at their game by game log and you'll see, well, that's because they have seven threes in one game and one three in another game. You don't want to bet props on a player that's fluky like that. You want to bet props on somebody who averages two to four threes per game if you're gonna bet on their props. Just some sort of just go I go game by game instead of trying to look at averages just to get my gist of what those numbers should look like.
2: How do you feel about like finding somebody on Twitter who posts about sports betting and they're just terrible for like weeks straight and just fading them constantly how do you feel about that
4: everyone has their own approach some people (laughs) do that some people i know will fade people who are hot because eventually someone who's hot has to cool off people have all these different ways honestly since i've been working in this field i very rarely will go and follow what other i mean there's like a few people who i really trust otherwise I can't. People ask me a lot. They say, hey, let's talk through the props market for the Super Bowl. Let's talk to – I can't because people make me second-guess me. Yeah. And you just have to rely on you. Rely on your handicap. Trust your handicap. Even if the, if the numbers are indicating that you bet a certain way, then believe in the handicap. That's probably the biggest advice that you could have for somebody who's new to betting.
1: Well, I was going to say, I just started to fade myself, and that's tends to work out. <laughs> like, last week, we tweeted from the account, like, Knicks and Rangers both going to win tonight a lock. Rangers lost 3-2. The Knicks blew like a 20-point lead and lost by 14 to the Jazz. That's how
4: I felt when I did the retweet for the bagels. I was really sad because <laughs> oh, yeah. I felt they were such easy bets. And, of course, it was like the one night I go over. I'm
1: like, damn yep. it. That's a locker room luck for you. <laughs> <Got it. laughs>
4: I'll fade myself after this. Good thing my bets are in.
2: <laughs> True. Ariel, what's your favorite hobby outside of sports?
4: Oh, my mom and my grandma ask me this a lot because they feel I'm not diverse enough. <laughs> my favorite hobby outside of sports, um, probably hanging out with my family. Is that a hobby? Um, I love to hang out with my fam. Yeah. I love going to the beach. I love Aruba. Aruba is my favorite place in the world. If I could do anything, it's actually the only place I try not to watch sports. When I go to Aruba, I go once a year. Been going since I was four. Um, my grandparents actually,
1: Aruba?
4: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but here's the thing: <laughs> I I hate it because I love Aruba so much. My grandparents have been have owned a timeshare there since before there was an airport. My grandparents were there um, in the late '80s. There wasn't an airport. It was the first timeshares being built. They stayed at like the only hotel on the island. So ever since then we've owned timeshares in Aruba and that's why I've been going ever since. But yeah, I don't watch sports when I'm there. And I deactivate like everything, no phone, no social media, nothing.
1: Do you go in February or December?
4: November. I go. Election
1: oh, days. look at that. Not when the other Jews go. Okay. Nope. I know I was say all my friends went in December, like for the Christmas break growing up
4: nope we go by ourselves we don't interact with people it's just my family we don't even stay in the hotel strip we stay down all the way down no one knows where we are no way no we don't talk to anybody
1: fun fact my first alcoholic beverage was a long island iced tea from senor frogs in aruba
4: <laughs> oh just like oh, every jew God. aside yep, for the fact for that. that it wasn't out of our mitzvah but that's the second best
1: spot cheers for that
2: you had to if you didn't get the uh the tall the tall drink that you took that you take back from like on the cruise ships at senior frogs Mm -hmm. and you just a you weren't jewish and b you didn't live a childhood the yardstick yeah yeah, you definitely
4: you didn't have the evidence to prove that you went away
2: yeah Mm -hmm. exactly but speaking of going away like i know you you said you you love like being home you hate being away from your family but would you say like one of your hobbies is traveling then because you just like to go different places
4: I love to travel. Uh, COVID made me realize how much I miss it. Sorry about my dogs barking in the background. Don't know what they're barking at. Um, I love traveling. Unfortunately, because I transferred schools, I couldn't go abroad. I really wanted to go abroad. I just had to decide, like, if I thought New House was the place to help my future. But yeah, I love to travel. And unfortunately, with this job, fortunately and unfortunately, fortunately, this job can open up so many opportunities to travel. When I was in North Carolina, I really took advantage of traveling the South and learning that area of the country. Even though, you know, people think of traveling, traveling abroad, and that's awesome. I thought it was really cool to go and see new places within the country as well. I took advantage of that living in the South. But ultimately, um, yeah, traveling, huge hobby. I'd love to do it more. Unfortunately, too, like with this industry, I feel like if I don't work, I'll be Wally Pipped really quickly. And that's really hard.
2: <laughs> what well, was
0: Wally. that last word? Yeah, I don't know what Wally Pipped means. Well, you don't
4: know Wally Pip. It's because you don't like baseball. That's why. Yeah. Wally Pip was... Um, Wally Pipp was the player that he sat out, and I think it was Lou Gehrig. Or, oh, no. Now my grandpa's going to kill me. Um, yeah. Wally Pipp. It was, I think – the oh, Brendan. Come here. Brendan. You, it was Lou Gehrig, by the way, that took over. Okay, I'm on a podcast. Okay, no, come around, come around. No, no, I'm Tom, on a podcast. This last,
1: question, this,
2: this last question, you can answer too. That's actually a good one. Oh, they one.
4: say you can answer. Okay, my AirPods are in. I'll take my AirPods out. Hold see, on. See. My up, dog's Brandon? going crazy because my brother just got home from a friend's house. You're good. Um, okay, I'll disconnect. Ma- All right. So Mazel everybody- on
2: your bar mitzvah. Hello.
1: Welcome to the locker
4: room. Oh, hold on one second. The pre- Oh, no. I'm sorry. We're killing time on the hey, podcast. You're
1: good.
4: You're, out. you're good. Okay, here we go. Microphone speakers. All right, here's Brendan
3: what's up brandon what's up? welcome
0: to <laughs> the right, locker so room
3: good to have yeah. you
5: thank you
4: it's called the Latka room
3: we're jews like you
4: everyone's jewish <laughs>
2: nice <laughs> talking about sports but we, we're doing a segment right now called the Matzabal minute questions and i got one more and we'll have you both answer so what could either of you not live without new york bagels or new york pizza
5: bagels
4: I probably have to go with New York bagels too. After living out of the state, I could live on Domino's, but I can't live on any other bagels but New York.
1: I
5: agree.
1: I agree. That's a great point. Live so in the- who
2: who who in your family? I think there's everybody in the, in someone's family. Mine was my aunt who like takes pride in like making the candle lighting the uh, like the poems and stuff like that. Do you guys have that? You know what I'm talking about? Like all the come on down, Brittany and Tiffany. You guys were my favorite sibling. You know what I'm talking about.
4: It's definitely my sister and I. Yeah. My parents hate the candle lighting ceremony.
2: Really? They
4: hate it. They hate The whole bar mitzvah candle lighting, you mean?
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, my parents absolutely hated it. They think it's the longest dragged yes. out thing that nobody except the immediate family cares about. My sister and I, <laughs> we love it. And we already have our entrance planned for Brendan's bar mitzvah. And we will be walking in together to a song that is hilarious. And we're going to awesome. have a choreographed dance.
2: I love it actually think-
4: brendan was uh three years old at my sister's bat mitzvah and we tried to get him to come in at three with the female dancers holding him up to i know you want me but he cried <laughs> so we couldn't do it damn that no
1: way <laughs> Just putting brendan on blast on the podcast well now
2: that well now that it's your bar mitzvah now you could have the ladies pick you up and do it now.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> That'd be that
1: awesome. is true. um We just have one more question for you. I know we've taken up a lot of your time before we let you go. Um, If you could give advice to the 15-year-old version of yourself, what kind of advice would you give to her?
4: Follow your dreams because you can accomplish them. And I'll give it to Brendan too as he's sitting next to me. Follow your Mm -hmm. dreams because you can accomplish them as long as you work hard. I've ever since I was nine years old thought that it was so cool that the Yankees announcers got to talk about baseball for a living and be at a baseball game. That's where it all started for me. I was pushed by my parents, for sure, because I didn't realize how much hard work at nine years old it was going to take to be in this business. But I was interning for a local newspaper in ninth grade, had internships every year since, pushed as hard as I could to continue to get every opportunity I could and never say no to an opportunity.
1: And now, you know, since we got Brendan here, I might as well ask you, too. But future self, I guess, since you're not 15 yet, what would you tell your future self?
5: Oh. Uh, I, I agree with Ariel. Definitely like, <laughs> chase your dreams and whatever, but also like start working harder than you have because it starts mattering or starts to matter more in when you're older. high school, yeah. yeah.
2: You think uh, your sister's a good role model?
5: Yeah. I
1: love She's that. Funny. She's wow. taught me to ha- to pound the Miles Plumlee over rebounds. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> what do you know about sports betting? Uh, just about everything that you've said to me over (laughs) (laughs) on. who's gonna win the super bowl i'm going with the chiefs okay smart boy yeah he's (laughs) taking
1: your picks (laughs) i'm just letting you know i'm taking the bucks so i'll be tweeting at you as much
5: as i want to see the bucks win, the chiefs are just gonna win
1: fair enough fair enough um but yeah we want to thank you guys both for joining us like obviously you know we've been playing this for a while so it's finally nice to have you on ariel you're awesome um you Know, I know a lot of people are going to love listening to this, and then Brendan, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. No problem.
4: <laughs> Special appearance. I didn't know he, <laughs> he was coming home, I thought he was going to like not be home for another week. So, a little
2: early bar mitzvah present,
1: yeah,
4: exactly. I thanks think we so have to ask it. too,
1: though. What's yeah. your, what are your dog's names?
4: Bailey and Jax.
1: Okay, I thought one's be, like, a
4: boxer, like... one's a mix of a things, it's a mix. But we have two dogs, they're adorable, they're best friends. One's five, one's three. And they're both rescues.
1: I thought it was be okay. like Ray Rice or something. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, that'll go over well. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Actually, his friend, wasn't that right,
5: Hunter? Hunter,
4: Hunter his friend um, lost a bet and had to wear a Ray Rice jersey around for... It wasn't just a
5: Ray Rice oh, jersey. It was, a it was two Ravens? raised Rice jerseys and a Joe Flacco jersey. But <laughs> uh, he bet my dad that the Yankees would win the World Series.
1: And they didn't. And didn't I mean, the best
5: part for me was I was at a friend's house and we were watching the Rays-Yankees game seven, and the second I saw, uh, what's his name? Uh, I can't remember, but <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I think uh, whoever the, the guy with a home run off of this Chapman. And like then, like the strike three to end the game.
4: You knew Hunter was going to be wearing a Ravens jersey forever. I,
5: I knew it, and I started on it because both them, cha- both m- my friend Matt and Hunter, chased after me. He really did. The
4: friend really stuck to it and wore the Ravens jersey every day. I, totally like I, man, he were. would come over wearing it. They'd Facetime him randomly, and he'd be wearing it under his clothes. He really stuck to it.
1: That's well, then- integrity.
2: Well, the next time you you bet you bet somebody to uh, about like losing or something like that, make it a little more difficult. Make them like stay extra after class or like uh, <laughs> take the SAT early or something like that.
4: People <laughs> do that on fantasy football leagues. You have to go yeah, we talk BSAT. about that. It's hilarious.
2: Crazy. But Ariel, we want to thank you yeah. once again so much. And Brendan, thanks guys. It was amazing, and we'll have definitely get you on again for sure.
4: Awesome. Thanks so much. Looking forward to it.
2: An amazing interview with Ariel Epstein and a special guest appearance from her brother, which we enjoyed so much. We hope some of his friends got a kick out of the interview, got a kick out of him. But the main character, Ariel, she was amazing. What do you think, Johnny?
1: Dude, it's it's funny because, like she said in the interview, we've been talking for like two months, trying to figure out when to get her on. I mean, that's that's been like super overwhelming. Is You know, obviously, we're trying to reach out to as many people as we can and get them as guests, but we also wanted to like fit in at the right time, and like this happened to just align the right way where we got Ariel, the prop queen, right before the Super Bowl. I mean, it's super like she altered the way I'm gonna bet on the game, and well, I guess not because I'm taking the Bucks and she said Chiefs, but um, just the the prop bet mindset though in general though, like I never ever 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 touch prop bets for the most part. But um, the point she made about Miles Plumley and just like how that's just easy money dude, it had me thinking differently. Like last night I was texting you guys like 3am, Yo, what do you guys think of Kyle cover spreads? Maybe we should invest or whatever. Yeah. No, you're actually, you're actually
2: a degenerate, even more of yeah. a degenerate just talking to Ariel for sure.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Maybe she made it worse, but she's, she's super cool. And, and Brennan also it was nice that Brennan walked in and got to, to join us. That was cool.
2: No, definitely. I'm not a big prop prop guy either, but it was definitely cool. She's obviously so well-spoken. Um, You could tell that she's in the right place and the right business and like all of her like little, like, like short shows. Like I was, I was watching a bunch of the, uh, what was the one
1: uh-huh. till bet do his part
2: about do his part dude like uh-huh. so funny like just like a clever clever shit and um yeah i'm definitely gonna hammer some of her picks this weekend in the super bowl that's for sure
1: mm-hmm. yeah and hopefully we can get her on one day also i know um i've been texting with her a little bit about Fanduel and about how lisa ann liked her tweet that was pretty pretty cool but,
2: uh, <laughs> yeah what'd you think about that huh
1: she said lisa Ann loves her stuff because lisa ann i guess is now like a football fantasy yeah. like reporter or something whatever you want to call it or analyst but that was so funny. I was, I was like dying laughing at that. Like, Oh my God, Lisa, I just liked the locker room or whatever. Yeah. Well, Lisa, if you're out there answer Johnny's DM. Yeah. Come on the show, come on the show. Don't be, (laughs) don't be shy. But uh, I do want to take a second to talk about one of our sponsors, Mindset Wellness CBD, who's awesome. We talk about them every single episode use code locka 10 to get 10% off of anything at Mindset Wellness. I actually just got the brand new vitamin C CBD cream to rub on my skin. I'm going to show it right here. I do have dry skin. Obviously it's the winter now. So like your, you know, your arm back, of your arms get all dry and stuff and my face. But um, yeah, I tried it out today. And honestly, I don't like, I still don't get, I don't get the science behind CBD, but I know it works because I was so stressed out and I just like put the cream on, sat on the couch. Next thing I knew I was relaxed, but yeah. I'm not a scientist for a reason, I guess, but that's all I got to say about CBD. Aside from that, we want to thank Ariel and Brendan for coming on. I hope everyone has a fun and safe Super Bowl Sunday I'm betting on the bucks. So, you know, if you trust your money, don't bet with me. I would say,
0: <laughs> But go
1: bucks.
2: I'm riding with you, Johnny. Go bucks, baby. Let's go. I will talk
0: to you guys next week.
3: Going for your jugglers and
0: scratchy duck alert, and I've come to pay respects, cause if you sleep your fuck. Other words, you get laid to rest. And I hope your butt is hurt. Put me on a track, I go play on it like a color book. You got some views, but you're still below me, mina higher. So when you compare our views, you get overlooked. And I don't say the hook unless I wrote the hook And now I'm just freestyling in the vocal booth And you know I've always spoke the truth You're lying through your teeth so much you broke a tooth And it ain't something I need a phone to do When I say I can't wait till I get a hold of you And I don't know what I'm supposed to do Light up the rappers, take my pick like a photo shoot